Welcome to the Sold Out Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Michelle Schaefer. I am a two-time author who's built a seven-figure income in network marketing. I went from teen mom to millionaire. My passion is helping you to move your life forward with strategies for personal and spiritual development and teaching you how to design a life of freedom. I'll give you all the goods from the heart, raw and real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. It is a beautiful, brisk fall day. I say brisk very lightly here in Southern California. (laughs) It's going to be like 78 or 80, but it's beautiful out and you're just starting to see the beginnings of the change of the season. I think fall is my favorite season. I love to watch the changes in the cool air. It just feels very refreshing and kind of a nice change after a, a really hot summer and looking forward to all that comes as a result of the fall, the holidays, and you know you get to spend time with family and all that good stuff. Well, today's podcast is going to be maybe two parts. We'll see. We'll see how how I can how much I can get in in thirty minutes, and if I can't get it all in, then we'll move to a part two of this. But my my topic today, uh, the title of the podcast is radical restoration, and I've been thinking a lot about this because um, I feel like. So many, many times in people's lives at different phases, you just feel maybe hopeless or like something is done or dead or um, over, something is over. could be, I don't know, maybe your health is declining. Maybe your finances are in a kind of a terrible state and you don't know how to get out of it. Or could be, I don't know, maybe your mind, you've just kind of been in a downward spiral emotionally and mentally. But I wanted to do a podcast to talk about, first of all, the, how much hope there is to be out of that p- particular situation that you're in and to you know, really talk about um, God's ability to restore you, whatever it is that needs restoration in your life. And you know, not just straight up restoring, but radical restoration. It's been on my heart for a couple of weeks uh, to, to record this podcast. So I know I'm supposed to do it. <laughs> so let's start. If you know me or listen to my podcast, you know that I kind of start always with one particular thing because I'm such a wordsmith and I, I love definitions and words and such. So let's start with the definition of the word restore. This one says to bring back to a former or original condition, normal condition, to bring back a state of health, soundness, or vigor. Um, let's see, to give back make return or restitution from anything taken away or lost. And here's another one to uh, reproduce or reconstruct in the original state. And so while I think that those are beautiful example, beautiful definitions of the word restore and kind of paint a picture of restoration, I want to talk to you about um, about radical restoration, biblical restoration, and kind of um, not just to restore you to what was maybe what you were before, depending on what area we're talking about, but to actually restore you and and to remake you into God's original design. It, have having your yourself, your life, your whatever is out of order, put back into God's order. And I think that this is an important message for all of us to continue to not only hear, but to share with other people because Lord knows that we are surrounded by, um, in a time where the, the media and the news and everything is just pounding us with how bad everything is. 
you know, uh, with global warming and political, the state of political affairs and economics. And, you know, here in the United States, we talk a lot about immigration. There's so many things that are perceived to be so bad. It's like, oh my gosh, sometimes even I get overwhelmed. I'm listening to things or watching the news and I think, gosh, there's so many things going on in the world that, I mean, just I'm one person. How could I possibly impact them? And I believe that the enemy wants us to stay in that particular state of mind right there. There's so many negative and bad things going on. There's no way that I could personally impact them. But I want to bring you encouragement, not just to you, but to myself and to anybody whose ears hear, hear this, that the truth of the matter is there's more positive and wonderful things going on in the world than ever before in history. And so we have to stay focused on that. And to, to you know, you've heard the, the quote, to be the change you want to see in the world. Well, I want you not just to be the change, but I want you to experience the change with radical restoration, because I believe that that is what God has planned for you in your life. And so we're going to, I'm going to go through a couple of different like areas of your life that could include or need maybe restoration. Let's start with your heart. We have all experienced heartbreak uh, at one level or another. It could be romantic heartbreak. Maybe you've gone through a terrible divorce or breakup. Uh, maybe you have been betrayed by somebody that you loved. Could be, uh, like I said, in an intimate relationship or maybe just a friendship, maybe in business. You know, you your heart is kind of hurt. And I've experienced a number of betrayals. Um, with people that I have cared deeply, deeply about, and my natural inclination, what my what myself wants to do is to close everybody else off because I've been I've been hurt, and you know, to not trust people and not let people in. But what God tells us is the, the opposite of that: <laughs> is to love people more, to be more open, and to be um, and and you know. I even have this thing on my desk that says risk being hurt for the sake of loving others. And at my church just had this uh, event, a conference called LiftCon, and the main speaker was Bob Goff. And if you don't know who Bob Goff is, he's written a couple of books, and, and they're all about just being the, the physical um, act of love to other people, and especially to people that are unlovable. And so I want to tell you that if your heart is hurt, uh, that one of the ways that you can begin to have restoration in your heart starts with really just kind of thinking about the whatever it was and figuring out a way for you to forgive. It's so much easier said than done. And sometimes for me personally, I have to do it again and again and again and again, thinking that I have actually forgiven a person for what they've done. And then something happens that comes right back up fresh and new. And so just really handing it over to God and say, God, you know, that I'm asking that you help to forgive me, to pray for that person, help me to have a different perspective on it, help me to see my role in that situation if there is one, and really moving moving forward with that. So it's very hard to have restoration of heart when you have unforgiveness in there. And I'm speaking from personal experience because these betrayals that I've experienced, a number of them um, in the last couple of years with people that I was very, very close with, um, you know, I sat in the kind of grief for a while uh, before I could even begin to think about forgiveness. And then once I got to the point where I felt like I could forgive to move forward, and then I'm kind of like feeling at ease and happy, something happens and it all, I have to start back over. So, you know, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing process for me of learning this. But I, but I will tell you in the moments 
that I have gotten to a place of feeling like I have been able to forgive and move forward, um, it's, there's so much freedom and I feel so much love and so much joy come back into my life. So the good news is um, it can be done. Um, (laughs) the better news is the longer we stay in that state, that, that place where we are able to move forward and forgive, the more joy that comes back into our lives. I don't have the perfect answer because I still haven't learned it all the way yet, right? <laughs> if, I, if I'd learned it all the way, I wouldn't have these moments that come back that sting so badly. So um, I'm, in, I'm in the boat with you guys and I'm learning it. But, but I will tell you that I actively work on it. I actively work on um, re- renewing my heart and uh, being, able to, being able to have that, that soft heart. You've heard me before, thick skin, soft heart. It's easy to have a thick skin, <laughs> but to have a thick skin and a soft heart at the same time, it's, it takes very intentional work. And so renewing your heart starts with forgiveness in my opinion. And then it, it, this step two of that is to really, to, to show love, unconditional love and grace to as many people as possible. Even the people that's really, really hard to love. And if you're living in the world, <laughs> if you have people around you, I'm certain that you have people around you that are some are harder to love than others. Is it not true? Just their personality, their ways they act or do what the things they do, the way they think, it's just harder to love them than other people. But learning to find a way to love these people just because it will, oh my gosh, it'll change you. And I want to read you a quote that I wrote down from Bob Goff when, um, at this event that I went to the other day. He said, when love has an agenda, it's, it isn't love anymore. It's just another program. <laughs> When love has an agenda, it isn't love anymore. And being a parent of three children, three very different children who've gone through very, have had very different um, opportunities to grow in their lives and situations that they've gone through, it, it has really, really taught me the ability to love unconditionally. Even as parents, I think that you think you're doing that, but you, you do have an agenda. You love your kid when they behave, they do their chores, they're doing good in school, they're, you know, making you look good by being on the honor rolls. You can put that sticker on your car or in the case of my oldest daughter, who's a senior in high school this year, um, I get asked all the time, where's she going to school? And people are asking because of college, where's she going to college? And she doesn't want to go to college. I'll be honest with you. I don't really care if she wants to go to college. I don't think that that's the mark of I don't think that's everybody's path. And I don't think that's a, a, a mark for me as a parent, but I will tell you it is for many. And so when I tell people that she doesn't want to go to college or she's not planning to at the moment, people look at me with sorrow. Oh, and pity. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like, don't be. And so I feel like a lot of times as parents, we look at our children as, uh, even of course we love them, but there are conditions. We love them as long as, and having a, uh, having a son who is gay and having gone through the things that I've gone through with my oldest daughter, um, I, I have, I've truly learned to accept my kids for who they are and love them. And that unconditional love has been, has enabled me to stretch that beyond just them onto many other areas of my life. So being able to learn true grace. Grace is offering somebody something. And in this case, I'm talking about love when they didn't deserve it. It giving somebody that, that, um, recognition, that uh, emotional support, 
that love when they didn't deserve it, that's grace. And it really is uh, the starting place, I think, for unconditional love. And as a parent, you can understand that because your kids do bad, stupid things sometimes and you still love them, right? If we could learn to be that way with other people outside of our children, our spouses or whatever, then the world would be an incredibly beautiful place. So restoring of your heart really... It's probably the hardest one, actually. I should have put that one last <laughs> because there's so much involved. There's ego, there's pride, there's hurt feelings, there's feeling wronged and betrayed and, you know, like <laughs> I didn't deserve this or whatever. You know, there's all these emotions that get wrapped up in it. And so, you know, the restoration of, of the heart can be, oh my gosh, it can be so hard. And like I said, probably the hardest, but maybe the most important one, really. Maybe the most important thing to do is to have a radical restoration in our hearts. And so maybe it wasn't a bad idea that I started with it because really when, when your heart, when you are emotionally at peace because of the radical restoration of your heart, then I think all these other things that I'm going to talk about get easier. So hopefully that, hopefully that helps you a little tiny bit. You know, there's many, many verses in the Bible about forgiveness and restoration and God's love for us and what he's done for us. And the whole New Testament really shows uh, the, the living example of grace and restoration of the heart. You know, God just, oh my gosh, there's so many examples. I love the, um, I love the story of the prodigal son, the parable of the prodigal son. If you don't know the story, you can Google it or open up your Bible. But um, Jesus is telling the story about this son and the dad had two sons and he gave them both their inheritance. And the one son just bolted and he went off and partied and squandered it and he like ruined their family name because of the way that he behaved. And the other son stayed at home. He was loyal and helped work on the land with the dad and everything. And, you know, years and years later, the son that had left had squandered it all away and had nothing. He came back home kind of with his tail between his legs. And what did the dad do? Did he come out there and say, I can't believe how you humiliated me. You ruined my name. You know, you squandered that, that money that I worked so hard for, for you. He came out and he met the son and he, there was immediate forgiveness and immediate grace. And he wrapped him in this beautiful coat and he had a party for him to welcome him back home. I mean, that's the type of radical heart restoration that, that we can have. It's hard. It's really hard to do, but we can have it. And so that's something I work on all the time. And so that, that would be the first part, restoration of the heart. This is definitely looking like it's going to be a two-part podcast. But okay, so next I want to talk about the restoration of the mind. And if you're somebody that f- follows my podcast and maybe you follow me on social media, you've seen that I was um, I did a 30-day brain detox and I had read the book by Caroline, Dr. Caroline Leaf, The Switch, Switch on Your Brain. Uh, the app is called The Switch. Her book is Switch on Your Brain. And it, her whole book talks about the power of restoring your mind, renewing your mind, and how we can actually take steps to do that. And that it is such a powerful, powerful concept. I've talked about it for years um, in you know kind of general broad strokes, but she really talks kind of about the science behind the brain and how it works, how we can undo negative patterns, negative thought patterns and, uh, you know, in our mind with some daily disciplines over a period of time. And she uses scripture. She really talks about how, you know, God designed us to be able to renew our mind and how wildly important it is to do that. 
And so, um, of course, I totally recommend that book and the app and she has podcasts and all, all kinds of things. But, you know, renewing of your heart, if you're not renewing your mind at the same time, um, re, uh, restoring the restoring of your heart and the restoring of your mind, they really do go hand in hand. Um, because some of these things that may have happened and have hurt your heart, um, you're, you can replay over and over again in your mind. It just keeps it fresh. So uh, there are things that you can do to actually restore your mind to a better place than it was before. And uh, the Bible talks about think on these things, right? Things that are pure and lovely and noteworthy and you know worthy of praise. Those are the things that we should be focused on. And so you, there are things that you can do every single solitary day to renew your mind. You can focus on the positives. You can, you know, create, start a gratitude journal. Um, you know, you can try to redefine and reframe the things that happened to you and see what beautiful things you learned from the difficulties that you experienced. I talk about this in my book. My whole book basically redefined is basically that. I go through a number of some of the hardest, probably the hardest things um, up until those points anyway, that, uh, that I'd gone through in my life in my book, Redefined. And I show you how God taught me lessons through them and how those terrible things actually helped to create the, the best gifts in my life. And, you know, being intentional about the restoration of your mind daily can become that can actually change everything about who you are, how you see the world and how you respond to others. But I will tell you this, it doesn't happen by accident. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day because I have worked really hard and been very intentional about um, evolving and changing and growing and just being better. I happen to be so blessed to be around really great people. My husband is probably the greatest man I've ever known. And um, I just, who he is as a human has really encouraged me to want to be better as a human. And so, but it doesn't, it doesn't just happen. Yes, there are things that we can learn by osmosis, just by being around people. And by certainly by being around my husband and the influence he's had on me has changed me. But I have had to actually go to work to create lasting change in who I was, to develop, to kind of undo things about me that um, needed work, and then to, you know, recreate and restore myself to be something not where I was originally, but where God wanted me originally or where he planned to have me originally. So if you're listening to this and you know, you're think you're wanting, what can I do? Well, there, there are steps that you can take by focusing, like I said, on the positives, um, filling your mind with positives by, uh, you know, reading uh, positive verses out of the Bible, listening to positive podcasts, doing a couple of disciplines, like Carol, if you get her book, follow the the 21 day brain detox and help to undo some of these negative pattern, patterns in your life. But know that it doesn't just happen by itself. You have to be committed to working on it every single day until, <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to take for some people. I started to notice when I was doing this 21 day brain detox that by day three, some of these really toxic thoughts that I had in my brain that were weighing me down were changing. By day three, some people it might take you, you know, ninety days of doing it. Every everybody's different, and for me, um, years and years ago, after we had uh, been booted from our our company that we owned, 
And I had been holding on to this, replaying the story in my mind over and over and over again. It was one statement that I heard from a stage that shifted everything for me in an instant. So how come that, how, why is it, did, did that one thing change for me? Well, I was very ready. I was ready and I wanted a change and I was waiting and like kind of asking God, okay, I'm, I need, I need to be out of this state that I'm in. And one statement that I heard from stage and it was, it was the quote, um, what you focus on expands. And so it hit me so hard and I realized, oh my gosh, I'm completely focused on the thing that happened to us, not on where we're going. And so in that instant, it shifted and I kept hearing that statement over and over whenever I would think about how we, you know, what had happened to us and losing of our company and all, all the, the aftermath of that, you know, all the things that had happened. Every time those thoughts came into my mind, I took hold of them. I captured those thoughts and I thought, nope, I'm focused on where I'm going and what I'm doing, it, you know, from here forward. And that shifted me. One statement in, in a, you know, a slew of things that I was hearing from a stage that day, that one statement just was like, got branded on my heart and made a huge, huge shift in my life and helped to restore my mind to a place where I was able to get back on, um, get, get back in momentum of moving forward. Right. And that's, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what God asks us. He asks us to grow. He says, you know, once you were a baby and you ate baby food, but now you're an adult. (laughs) And so he's, he is expecting growth and, I think a lot of times in my business and coaching people, people think that I'm hard or have hard expectations. And that's really, that's not the truth. The truth of the matter is I don't, I don't ever expect anybody to get it right away or to be perfect in anything because there's no such thing. But what I do expect is I, I do expect growth that, that I do expect. And, um, I expect growth from myself and I expect if somebody is going to commit to anything, whether it is a, in a relationship, whether it is a business or health or, you know, anything, I, I, my expectation is that there is growth in, within that environment. And, um, a lot of people don't want to (laughs) grow. And so because of that, you know, we're not aligned and our relationships usually will end at some point because they, there's a strain on that relationship for, for somebody that is intentional uh, about their own growth, me intentional about my own growth and has an expectation, especially if I'm coaching or mentoring somebody that they're going to grow too. And that other person doesn't want to grow. It, it becomes a pull and that doesn't work. It doesn't work in anything. You know, in a marriage, you, you're either growing together or you're growing apart. And it can be very easy in today's busy world to grow apart husband has his job and career, wife has her job and career. They each have their own sets of friends. They maybe they even have their own sets of hobbies and you're growing, but you're not growing together. I should do a whole podcast with Bobby on this one. It's been a huge blessing that we have been able to actually work side by side for so many years. We do our fitness together. We do our business together. There's so many things that we do together that we've been able to grow together. And that, you know, we have our own separate things as well, but in the majority of the things with he and I together, we participate in together. And so we've been able to grow together. And sadly, I see in a lot of relationships when one person is intentional about growing, getting better, making changes, whatever they are, again, it could be any area. And the other one isn't, there, there comes a point in that relationship where something has to shift. 
the other person that's not growing either has to step up and grow or there has to be a conversation about that. Because if you're not growing together, you are actually growing apart. And so these things of being able to restore your heart to better than it was before, stronger, more loving, more empathy, more understanding, more compassion, you know, uh, and to restore your mind from negative patterns, negative thoughts to, you know, being in a growth mindset, being in a mindset that actually um, you realize that you, your mind controls your body. Your body doesn't control your mind. It really is true. <laughs> we, we've been given these, uh, these, it's like a superpower. <laughs> it really is like a superpower. Here's what the Bible says about it. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what he tells us. And another verse that I, I really love, and it's just been on my heart like nonstop. I literally hear it in the middle of the night <laughs> is, is uh, this one. Um, it's in Lamentations, the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verses 22, 23. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning, which means every single day we have another chance. We have another chance. Didn't get it right yesterday. It's okay. We've got another chance. If you are breathing air, if you are still here, if you woke up this morning, you have been given another chance to begin again, to have a radical restoration in your heart, have a radical restoration in your mind, and to you know really have a radical restoration in your life. I have three other areas that I want to talk about. They're going to have to be in part two of this. The radical restoration of your health, your finances, and your relationships. And so I'm going to end this podcast here and uh, we'll pick it back up with the other two, uh, the other three in the next podcast. It'll be part two of Radical Restoration. And I hope that this has encouraged you to take some uh, intentional steps, you know, work, maybe write a list of the people that you need to forgive and the things that kind of sit on your heart and are weighing you down and really pray about it. And, you know, there, there's, there's power to doing physical things. Write out what this person did to you and write on that same piece of paper, I forgive you for this. You know, tear it up, throw it away, burn it, do whatever. You know, have a little ceremony. Um, doesn't mean that it won't come back if something <laughs> happens again, but be intentional about ask God to help you to forgive and start, start showing that love. You've heard me say it before in other podcasts, but if, if forgiveness or if you have these things weighing on your heart, whatever it is that you needed that day that you, sh that you were hoping that you could get, right? Like somebody wronged you and it was weighing you down. Go do something for somebody else that you wish somebody would have done for you, right? Go do that. Be that thing. If you needed encouragement that day and your heart was hurting, go give encouragement away. If you were really feeling lonely, go reach out to somebody who you think might be lonely. Like whatever it is that you needed that day, go give it away. I've said it a hundred times. That will renew your heart and restore your heart like nothing else. And then intentionally work on, have a plan to renew your mind of toxic thoughts. And you know, you can do that. We have the ability, God gave us the ability to do both things. He says it all through his word, restoring of the heart, restoring of the mind. 
And so um, I'm excited to hear the steps that you've taken. It's very easy to find me. I'm on social media. I really only use two platforms. I use Facebook and Instagram, Teen Mom to Millionaire on Instagram and just my name on Facebook. Of course, you can go to my website, michelleshafer.com and see all of my stuff, my books and podcasts and everything is on there. And you can contact me there. (laughs) And I will respond. I do respond to everybody. And um, I hope this podcast brought some value to you today. You know, the biggest compliment you can ever give me is when you share them, when you share them on social media or share them with somebody, if you think they needed to hear this today or it would be helpful to them. That is just the most wildly incredible um, compliment you could give me when you leave reviews for the books or the podcast. It just blesses me so much. I'm so grateful to you for that. And so um, I appreciate you giving me almost 30 minutes of your time. You'll have to wait a couple, maybe a week for part two. Um, But I'll give you part two where we talk about radical restoration of your health, of your finances, and in your relationships. So thank you so much for listening to me. Until next time.